0: learn what you need to learn now in the corporate setting and use those same exact skills because what you're doing there is not by mistake. You're in that particular situation in that particular position for a reason. Use that and catapult your business with those skills.
1: Hey guys, it's Ariel from the Work and Play podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast, to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing, please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with, and drop a comment below so I know what other things that you wanna see next. Now let's get back to the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Work and Play podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Young, and I have the fabulous Ashley Johnson here to join me how you doing girl (laughs) i'm doing really well
0: (laughs) would you mind introducing yourself to the folks sure hey everyone my name is ashley johnson also known as a shell as well too i am the ceo and founder of a shell boutique as well as a realtor here in the metro atlanta area
1: Yes. Look, we are getting ready to have a wonderful conversation. I find alignment with so many people. But as I'm listening to your story, I'm like amazed. And I'm like, there's so much to get into. Aww. So as we unpack everything, I'm just going to go for the ride. Yeah. And, and so are our listeners um, and our viewers. Um, So how like what's going on? What's the latest for you these days?
0: The latest. Well, I, um, as of earlier this year, I got my real estate license. So I am full-time into real estate. um, And that's been an exciting journey. It's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, My dad, he actually was in real estate majority of my life. So kind of just seeing him do certain things and As a little girl, you know, you aspire to grow up and, you know, do stuff like that. So I jumped in, I did that, and I also just recently celebrated my two-year anniversary with my boutique. So that's exciting.
1: Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you so much. Absolutely, absolutely. And how far would you say you are in real estate?
0: Um, I just had my first closing a month
1: ago. So C- Another congrats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's
0: very exciting as well, too. So, you know, just kind of just growing and learning. And
1: you absolutely know, a new
0: industry, but I'm excited. It's hot. And, you know, I'm ready. I'm a, I'm a learner. I like to learn.
1: Look, hot and ready. Not yes. like Caesar's Pizza, but like <laughs> right. something way, way <laughs> better. So you've been racking up wins in 2021. Yes. Your business is doing a ama- Your businesses are doing yes. amazing. thank you. And so <laughs> I am super excited to dive in into your story so one thing that I'm I was curious about even like before we started the podcast was like okay so you have had the boutique for two years you've gotten to real estate um, fairly recently Um, so what were you doing two years before like before you even started the boutique
0: yeah so I was working in corporate I was working for a uh, marketing agency so Mm -hmm. not even what I went to school for you know how it is you get a degree and you don't go to school for what you got your degree in
1: what you get your degree in
0: Pre-law, political science and business.
1: Oh, wow. So I, <laughs> I was
0: on a political science lawyer track. That's what I wanted to do. And you know, you kind of get to a place in your life where you continue to grow and it's like, okay, God, is this really for me? Or did I just want to do this because, you know, for whatever reason, and mm-hmm. I realized that it just wasn't for me. And that's okay. You grow as people, you evolve. Mm-hmm. The things you want to do change and mm-hmm. that's fine, you yeah. know? So, um, Pre-law, political science. Um, After that, then I taught for a little bit. I taught, I love kids, so I taught in um, APS for a little bit. I taught pre-K and then I'm like, okay, let me transition again. That's not really what I wanted to do. And then I got into recruitment.
1: So I was recruiting
0: for a little bit and then I got into recruiting marketing and that's the last job that I was at.
1: So you went from pre-law to um, education, mm-hmm. and then you went into corporate. Yes. I'm curious about that transition. And then, so you started in the recruiting branch of a corporation, yes. and then you went straight into marketing yes. um, within like the core function of the same company. Correct. Got it. So tell us a little bit, how did, that, that, how did you make that connection from, well, yeah, pre-law to education, and then education to corporate?
0: Yes, so for me, it it definitely was different. Uh, I'm a very ambitious person, and I like to say that I have a lot of interests. So for me, you know, right out of college, it was either, okay, do I want to go to law school right now, or do I kind of want to wait, maybe work a little bit? And at the time, financially, law school just wasn't it for me at the mm, time. So okay. I said, you know what, let me do something that I like. I love kids. Let me get a job in kids. And that was very fulfilling, very rewarding. And I think even... Uh, with that experience I learned so much about myself and I realized like wow you know being able to help kids out but seeing them dream and seeing them dream big and I'm like wow like okay I want to dream big too and so uh, you know I loved it but I knew you kind of know when your chapter is done somewhere and I knew okay God now it's time to move on so Mm -hmm. I got into corporate I'm like okay I can do this you know I want to I want to work my way up and I want to do this and I did really well you know I recruited I love connecting with people I did that, um, and it wasn't a hard transition because I love people in general, so that was pretty easy for me. Um, but then after a while, I'm like, okay. And then I got into the recruitment marketing with another uh, company, and I'm like, okay, I see it now. the The differences, the culture differences, the corporate lifestyle mm-hmm. is this really what I want to do? Do mm-hmm. I really want to put on a face every day to you know kind of fit in to right. you know? Mm-hmm. And I just. I didn't, you know, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. It wasn't for me. I don't think, and maybe it was just my experience with that, you know, my last you know, employer, but I just felt that I was being boxed in, in so many different ways. And I felt like I have so much creativity and I, I couldn't flourish there the way I know I need to flourish for myself. And I, I couldn't dream big, you know, sitting there, on the computer, making sure my CEO's dream is getting fulfilled. It's mm-hmm. like, what about mine? Yeah. And so when I got to that point, I said, okay, let me let me figure this out because this,
1: this. Yeah. Isn't it. <laughs> Absolutely. You have this. Uh, your personality says like sweet girl, but boss chick, <laughs> and then business. Like it's like it's like kind of all three in it. I
0: think that's it. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Because I am so getting all of those. <laughs> so then when it comes to like the essence of who you are even your energy feels really cool i'm curious because when people think about the corporate um, you know ladder it's for some people and it's not for yeah. others and yeah. for you it's not for you right yeah so and then even when we say things like we are building our ceo's dream i think of essence i can understand you 100% oh, yeah. so but what i'm curious about is your skill set Right. Mm -hmm. So you you built your education in Mm pre-law and it somehow translated into marketing. So my first question is, like, how did you parlay your experience to get in the door?
0: Well, definitely it's all about who you know i'll Uh say that number one Mm -hmm. um so that definitely helped me out but i think overall just me being a people person um and being you know of course you have skills from college and stuff like that but being a people person and really showing up and being myself being genuine you know i am who i am so when i show up for an interview I'm going to tell you exactly who I am. And it's up to you then to decide if I fit what you need for this position. And I think a lot of times, you know, I may have doubted myself, but God has always come through and I've been able to kind of maneuver through different fields, you know, with just me Mm -hmm. and, you know, my experience and, you know, people can see that. Yeah. Not only do I have this on paper, but in person, you know what I mean? Like I have, I'm genuine and Absolutely. you can feel that energy from me. And if I'm gonna be a good fit, then I'm gonna be a good fit for whatever it is you need me to do.
1: So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So would you say based on your hiring process that you came authentically,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: they hired you based on other external things that you didn't necessarily present pre- present as value?
0: Um, I would say probably both. I definitely came up authentically, came to the interviews authentically, but um, you know, I guess the transition I would say maybe from working with kids into corporate, um, I have a lot of leadership skills too. And I think that kind of set me apart as well too, to kind of show, okay, so she, yeah, she may have been, been coming from education, but at the same time, here's X, Y, and Z. She's a leader in the community. And I think that really helped me as well too. So,
1: ah, it's like when we, um, and was this, how old were you? Let me see. This is like
0: 2016. I think I was like tw-
1: 23. 23. Okay. So now it's making sense because you're young enough for them to see that you have the characteristics for them to mold you into what they want you to Mm be. And I'm assuming the characteristic that you you displayed in an authentic way um, said, okay, well, we can pour what we want into her and Mm -hmm. make her, like I said, who we want right. it makes sense okay so now because they will try it oh, you yeah. know oh, like yeah, unfortunately I have my own vision I right. have my own path um and some people are willing to be poured into in that way yeah. and that's not everybody's journey mm-hmm. so what was your day-to-day like in the role like what were you what was your role in like what what were, was what were your like main deliverables
0: um, so for the previous employer, working on the marketing aspect of recruitment, um, mm-hmm. I had different clients that I would, would work, be working with every single week. So it was pretty much each week we would have certain calls within them to kind of figure out what it is marketing-wise we could do for them to help them get to wherever they need to with their recruitment goals. Okay. And so for me, I worked within the transportation industry, so I was <laughs> kind of working with different big companies and kind of helping them figure out, okay, we need to have this amount of, you know, X drivers by this week, help us hire these drivers. Boom. Okay. So now I put my thinking cap on and figure out what we could do, how we could allocate some of their funds to um, help them attain their goals. So that was pretty much my day to day, just kind of hearing what they needed and figuring out how we could get them to their goals.
1: Mm, I would imagine that um, level of granularity helps you in one managing two different like businesses <laughs> yes. but then also leading your business like looking at certain KPIs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and knowing what what things need to happen absolutely. so if we kind of shoot forward which I, I do I definitely want to go back to your story um what would you say like after that experience do you feel like you use most in your day-to-day night life as an entrepreneur absolutely
0: the marketing aspect for sure mm-hmm. um understanding analytics I was able to kind of really dig in and get granular with analytics with that job so now it's just so crazy how things kind of correlate and transition over but those are the skills that I use now for my own businesses you know Mm -hmm. being able to kind of juggle having different needs and you know helping people get their achieve their goals and I'm able to kind of figure out okay marketing wise what do I need to do to attain my goals with this, whether it be the boutique, whether it be real estate, how can I get there? Let me look at the analytics. Let me yeah. compare to a month ago. Let me see what I improved on and. Yeah. Exactly what I did. I love it. <laughs> exactly what I did
1: before. Do you do like year over year and analysis on the boutique at least? Yes. Do, you I do? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I
0: try to look and see, and you know, you always want to go into a new year and figure out, okay, how can I get better than what I was last Absolutely. Year,
1: but, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of entrepreneurs don't necessarily do that. And it's no knock to people who weren't in corporate, but I just feel like when we already like are not not trained Mm -hmm. that way to look at numbers on a regular basis and year over year comparisons and you know figure out where we need to increase and Mm -hmm. i just think that's a benefit of the journey yeah so just you know thank corbin for letting us helping us think that way you know what i mean it's definitely not something to throw away i know So, so then back into your your um journey yes um would you say like I know I would I know you would say like it wasn't the environment you wanted to be in, but was it the type of work? Was it the type of work that you didn't necessarily like, or was it the environment, or do you just feel like you weren't being utilized to your full potential?
0: I would say all three of those,
1: Ooh. all
0: three of those. Um, so for me, um, I worked for a smaller firm, so maybe thirty to forty people. Um, it wasn't a lot of black women there well black people in general but black women and so i think that was a struggle because you know within corporate you have different cultures depending on where you're at and um you know i dealt with a lot of microaggressions and this was all going on during the whole you know 2020 protests and stuff like that so there were a lot of conversations and 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 things and you know people come from different walks of life you know and um it got to the point where just a lot of microaggressions. I mean, like having braids and like people rubbing my hair and oh, what does it feel like? And you know, one day I may wear my hair up in a puff. Oh, wow. And then the next day straight. Oh, how long does your hair stay straight? I got all those questions. Mm. And so little things like that, you know, for me, I'm not comfortable with stuff like that. That's just not the environment that I feel like I can flourish in. You know what I mean? I don't like to be the topic of conversation if I'm gonna work somewhere, I'm gonna work and get my work done. You know what I mean? That's just how I I operate. So Mm -hmm. little things like that on top of not necessarily wanting to be in that industry, that's where I I ended up. But you know, you, you get to a point where it's like, okay, this isn't for me. I don't thrive when I come here. You know, I don't want to have to put on a face every day. I don't want to feel fake. I want to wake up and be so excited yeah. about whatever it is that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. If I'm not excited when I drive in traffic 45 minutes to get here and I drive mm-hmm. 45 minutes to get back home, then what am I really doing? You know what I mean? Yep. And so that on top of, um, you know, not being utilized the way I wanted to, you know, I, I'm a natural born leader. So when it comes to me, I like to progress and move up and you know if I'm if I'm having conversations and I'm talking to my managers and saying, okay, you know, I think I'm ready and they say, Yeah, I think you're ready, but then nothing ever happens. Then it's just like, okay, what am I really doing here? Am mm-hmm. I just doing busy work? Are are you gonna help me grow? You yeah. know? Yeah. Are you gonna promise me that we're gonna do this? So all of that kind of played a part into me, kind of just deciding, you know what, this is just not it.
1: Mm, okay so you made that decision <laughs> yes. how long between you making that decision and then you leaving your job would you say it took
0: i would say i definitely want to say 2020 for a lot of people were pretty mm-hmm. much it was an eye-opener it was a, sign. In a lot of different ways mm-hmm. it, it made you sit still mm-hmm. it made you do a lot of reflection mm-hmm. it made you do a lot of um Planning and just kind of contemplating on where you wanted your life to go. At least for me, that's how it was. Absolutely. And so, working from home, you know, in an environment like that, even though it was virtual, it was still very, very toxic for me. Mm. And so, towards maybe the beginning of the pandemic, maybe around March or April, I knew then that I had to make a decision by the end of the year. I didn't know what I was going to do, I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I knew that. I just couldn't stay and I knew my time was up and it just Mm. for me I had to come up with a plan to do it to where I wouldn't fall flat on my face I had to really plan and be strategic about it so I would say probably about maybe April of last year 2020 that's when I knew okay and I put my two weeks in with my job um, December 31st 2020 so I set that intention I said listen (laughs) I'm not bringing this negative energy into 2021 for me. That's it. 2021, I'm living for myself. So I'm going to set the intention on the last day of the year. I'm letting you know the 15th of January is my last day. And just like that, I did it. Just like that. So my last day of work was January 15th this
1: Slow clap. <laughs> slow clap look i could not have written and we haven't even barely scratched the surface yet (laughs) so you made the decision in april you Mm -hmm. you executed in december when you said okay i need to have a plan in place because you already had your boutique
0: um a
1: shell a shell tell me again a
0: shell boutique
1: a shell boutique you already had a shell boutique And um, at this point you said, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I need to have a plan. So what kind of things did you put in place to make sure you were gonna be okay?
0: Definitely, so finances, Mm -hmm. you know, really looking at, okay, saving up, you know, what is is my 401k looking like, all those type of things, you know, um, trying to figure things out. At the time I had bought a car, the in 2019 so in january well and then so in 2020 i'm like oh my gosh like how am i gonna do this nope i was able to you know refinance like i had all these things in place i knew what i need to do let me get my you know things lined up finances right let me make sure i'm paying off these bills i need if i need to work overtime whatever it is i need to do to make sure i'm stacking mm-hmm. so that when i leave i have that cushion that i need because i need to be able to figure it out somehow and i don't want finances to hold me back anyway yeah,
1: absolutely mm-hmm. Okay, so finances was number one.
0: Mentally as well, too. Yeah, I knew, and Mm -hmm. I think they probably knew. Um, You know, I would be checked out. Maybe they felt me checked out a little bit. I don't know. But, you know, at a certain point, it's like, okay, like, I'm going to do what I need to do, you know, to make sure I'm getting my work done at the same time. Understand that I'm also working on what I need to do on the side for me as well. Absolutely. So, kind of just mentally getting things together, emotionally as well too. And I think for a while it took me so long to decide on what date I wanted to do that because I kept going back with myself like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, can I really do this? God, is this is this the right timing? Am I tripping? Am I supposed to be doing this? Maybe I should stay here. Maybe you know, it, it was so much back and forth, and it was so much anxiety because it's like. You get scared, you yeah. know, we're conditioned to think that you have to stick it out. You know, we were in the middle of a pandemic, people don't have jobs. What, what am I doing leaving my job? Mm-hmm. Am I being ungrateful? Right. Am I selfish of me? All those types of thoughts were in my mind. And I'm like, okay, let me really sit down. And I really just said, I have to just put something down on paper. Mm-hmm. I gotta put something down on paper. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna set the intention on New Year's Eve that this is gonna be the best year of my life and I'm gonna do it for me. So I'm gonna let y'all know today that I'm done. And that's just how it happened. I literally just had to put it down on a paper because at first it was like, okay, I'm gonna do it in October, maybe mm-hmm. November. You know what, December. And then at first I'm like, maybe I wanna do it, maybe at the end of January to have mm-hmm. a little bit, couple more checks Cushion, hmm Cutting it off, that's it. I'm not bringing that into 2021 with me.
1: All I'll about the intention all about the intention mm-hmm. one of the things that you said to me and I don't, you don't know this but it, it resonated <laughs> with me because um, one of the things that you mentioned was you were you would go to your car on your lunch breaks oh, and pray girl tell me why that's exactly mm-hmm. what I the first one of the first things that I started to do with my lunch breaks was go in there and I would do affirmations yeah. I would literally have to pump myself yeah. up mm-hmm. and I would I would even take naps if I needed a nap like because I need the second oh, half yeah. of energy mm-hmm. so like was there anything that like, did you have um, support or someone to help you understand? Like, what should you be doing to align mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? No. You just was like, "Oh, I need to go to my car and pray." I, I had no idea, um, and it's
0: so unfortunate because, again, I was kind of telling a little bit about the the company culture that I was. I was very toxic, um, but. Uh, what they were doing, they were they were pretty much letting go of all my friends, like all, all my, my, my melanated friends, they, mm. they, my, my black coworkers. they mm. were letting them go. And so it got to the point where it felt like, okay, either I'm going to be next or they're going to keep me here for whatever reason, to be a token or whatever it is, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like that. And I was so devastated. I would go to lunch with my friends and then it was just like, okay, well, this person's getting let go. And it was just like a cycle that I was seeing. So for me, it already had me on edge because I'm like, okay, do I need to have a plan B just in case they let me go or what is it and you know so at that time when I really was pretty much like the last person standing sometimes it just got to the point where I don't want to go to lunch with these people let me go in my car and pray because now my energy is thrown off for the day and you know now I got to come back in and put a face on for the clients Mm -hmm. knowing that inside I'm, I'm dying inside like I feel That you know, this is just a very toxic environment for me, and I can't thrive in that. So, I literally would take naps, I would go pick up lunch, (laughs) eat in my car, I would pray, I would have my notebook because I started the boutique while I was working at that job. Because of these moments, I would be in my car sometimes crying, like, God, what is it? You know, what is it? And my prayer was, God, you know, whatever it is, help me get out of this job, or just help me exit corporate by the time I'm 30. At the yeah. time, I was like maybe 25, no, 25, 26. Mm-hmm. And I said, help, I have to get out of this job, number one, but then out of corporate in general, because I'm just not happy here.
1: Yeah.
0: And so I would write in my journal, I would do affirmations, I would pray, listen to music, you know, um, call my mom, my dad for support, you yes. know, during lunch, yes. um, and really just keep pushing, and that was a daily, thing
1: that yeah. was a daily thing yeah daily thing girl daily thing. i say this all the time but <laughs> you know sometimes and the way i see it god was moving people out of there out of your comfort so that you could get more uncomfortable Ooh. and more uncomfortable and more uncomfortable mm-hmm. to the place where you have to focus on yourself. Yeah. You gotta go to your car, yeah. sit with yourself, yeah. and make the decision for yourself. Yeah. But even then, some people won't make the decision yeah. for themselves. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's
0: crazy, because that's when I knew I had to take the leap. Like, mm-hmm. You get so uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about <laughs> so, like if you've been there, you know that type of discomfort. It's mm-hmm. so uncomfortable, and it, it's to the point where it's just like, I can't even function right, because this is just on my head, I'm on mm-hmm. my, I am on my mind
1: about this and yes. it's just
0: to the point where you feel like you have no choice but to leave.
1: Mm-hmm. The people who you would essentially go to to keep you sane mm-hmm. on a regular day, they're no longer they're here. No longer so there. now, if y'all don't want me to go off on this person. Listen. Listen. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so real. Oh my gosh, your, your story is so much in alignment with mine, so I'm, I'm amazed. So let's, let's go back. Yes. Let's go back to a brighter day. Yes. The day you decided to start A Shell Boutique, yes. A Shell boutique. 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 Tell us yes. about like what was, that? what was the inspiration behind it, and then how did you get started?
0: So actually, A Shell Boutique was something that I had a vision about since I was 19. Mm -hmm. so let's back all the way up to college one summer I was working uh, well one semester I worked part-time at this ladies boutique I got a part-time job there Um, beautiful black woman she had this beautiful boutique and I think at the time I was probably 18 19 um, and she left me in charge to run her boutique so she would leave a lot of the times to go on vacation and would call me hey Ashley just checking Mm -hmm. in how's it going Um, She would just be out running her other businesses while I was running her boutique for her and so she pretty much trained me when it came to like merchandise and having certain things and packages would come in, new inventory so I was kind of you know checking those off for her and the money and watching all of that and you know customers coming in and trying on clothing and talking to them and helping them and it was just beautiful and I was young you know so that really inspired me um, just seeing being able to kind of help people come in and find something cute for whatever occasion they had going on, and then them walking out and them feeling beautiful and just yeah. feeling, you know, feeling really good about themselves. I love that. And I'm yeah. like, wow, cool. Okay. <laughs> and this is before Instagram and stuff like that. So, not, you know, I never knew how I could possibly do it. I knew one day I wanted to have my own boutique, though. Yeah. And so, now fast forward to 2019 Mm -hmm. i think the beginning of 2019 i said okay um you know having one of those days at work sitting down at my desk and it really hit me it's like wow like i just feel like i'm so ambitious like i I feel like i'm so confined to this cubicle and you know my computer you know i'm I'm doing this my ceo is happy every day you know he can walk by and say hey because people are fulfilling his dream for him Mm -hmm. And it's just like, but what about mine? You know, what, what am I gonna do 10 years from now when I look back and say, wow, like what, did I do what I wanted to do, you know? And so just, you know, literally started writing things down and like, okay, playing around with different names, playing around with different things. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna do it and i researched i figured out how to do it i didn't have anybody at the time to really go to and say how do i do this researched everything by myself mm-hmm. youtube videos how do i get my, my ein number how do mm-hmm. i get my business license my mm-hmm. my sales permit all those type of things how do i find people to help me with my logo color yeah. schemes everything i did all that how do i get merchandise where are my vendors at all of that so i kind of just started doing the research i want to say probably between January to February, well, maybe February to March of 2019. And then I launched it in August. So, in between that time frame, I was getting my vendors and researching and all yeah. of that. And I was able to do it while I was at work. Okay. I would finish the work.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my work done because I need my bills paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get my work done. But then at the end of the day, I'm going to allot whatever time I have left, extra time I have, free time I have, yeah. to
1: working on my business while I'm here in front of this computer. I'm going to make it work for me. 100%. Girl, I love it. <laughs> what was the vision? What was the vision? What did you say, okay, I'm starting here, but I want to take it here. What was your, did you have a vision? Or I, you-
0: I, I had a vision. My biggest thing for me was, you know, bringing that feeling that I saw when I was 19 to women. I wanted them to feel that with my clothing. So it's just like, okay, like I wanted to have this like classy feel to it. I wanted it to be, you know, women can come to my boutique for any occasion. If you want to go on vacation, girl, I got you. If you want to go on a date, girl, I got you too. Girls night out, I got you too, you know? Mm-hmm. So I knew what I had in mind and it was just a matter of trying to get it all out of my pa- on paper and, you know, writing things out really helps and being able to kind of plan things out. Um, And it's, you know, it it helped me so much, just writing things out Mm -hmm. and just kind of picturing, like, okay, what is it that I want to have? Mm -hmm. you know, with time, it took me a while. I'm a perfectionist as well. So it's like, okay, colors. It took me a little minute to get that logo. Wasn't feeling some of them. And then I was like, okay, that's it. Yeah. Then when you have that moment, it's like, this is it. Yeah. I see it.
1: Mm. I have my own relationship with perfectionism. But again, I talked about your story. You you planned so much before you left. I planned a little bit, but <laughs> you planned a lot. And I think what, what a corporate job allows you to do is keep that little perfectionism mm-hmm. edge um, because you're still comfortable. It's not like it has to go out today. Right. Like when you're a full-time entrepreneur, it's very it's um, stifling to be a perfectionist. Like yeah. your, your success is stifled. Maybe yeah. your creativity takes forever, but you don't get the product out and then you don't get their sales. Exactly. So um, exactly. I think that's pretty, that's actually a pretty good, um, Mm, for people who are still in their inner jobs, I recommend like getting started now, thinking started. about what that is, get your vision out there. And
0: use it as momentum. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, you have your nine to five, but from six to ten a lot maybe three to four hours a night to your dream and Mm -hmm. making sure you're doing it. And Mm -hmm. you know, the moments that you're agitated at work, use that fuel to go to your desk and figure out what it is you need to do to get out.
1: 100%. It
0: works. It works every single time.
1: Mm. (laughs) I was, um, oh, I was going to ask you about your, your outfit. So is this a boutique piece? This is not a boutique piece. Oh, no. okay, okay, okay. it's so cute though. It is. <laughs> Cause I've, I've gone to your page and I'm like, when you said vacation, check, I definitely love that. We like everything that you've posted since I've met you. I'm like, check, love yes. that. Aww. Check, love that. It's, it's so my my style because I love this. It kind of looks clear. like Calvin Klein, but yeah. that's like—is it, it? No, I don't think it is. Okay, but it, it's got the <laughs> it's got the feel, and it's a little bit more feminine. Yeah. So like, when you think about uh, what goes into your clothes, mm-hmm. like what what do you what what goes into them? Because yeah. you talk about like the delivery, like the outcome, mm-hmm. women wearing it in their best moments. Yeah. Then like, what do you put into it?
0: Put into it definitely a lot of research. You know, mm-hmm. um, finding vendors. So I do wholesaling. So finding vendors that kind of align with, you know, what, what I want and what the look that I have. And so, you know, for me, like I said, any occasion, so I'm, going through different vendors, I'm, you know, making sure the quality of the clothing is good. If it, the quality isn't good, I'm not going to sell it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that because I don't want to wear anything that doesn't have good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, little things like that. So it's very intricate when it comes to making sure, you know, the sizes match up accordingly to what the size charts say, all that type of stuff goes mm. into it in the, in the front. Mm. <laughs> so I'm constantly trying to make sure things, the material's good, you know, making sure um, like I said, the quality, all of that, that's that's on the front end. And then as well, too, is this going to align with the vision that I have for my boutique? Is this going to be something that, is, if it's not something I'm not going to wear, I'm not going to get it, obviously, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> what would you
1: say is the fit that you go for typically? Do you go for, like, shapely or do you, okay, the reason I ask you is because my, like, you know, I remember when Beyonce had um Darion, those jeans? Yes. Um, and even Kim Kardashian <laughs> had it, and it's just like. The like the shape, mm-hmm. you know that they're going for curvy yes. women, right? Um, and there are other brands where you ju- it just it just it brings you in in a certain yes. place. I'm like this was made for me. Yes. So like <laughs> when you when you do your sizes and uh, what what's the fit that do you do you have a fit you're going for or is it a style that you go for?
0: I wouldn't say fit per se, more so style. Mm-hmm. Like. For me, I'm very feminine. So mm-hmm. it's like I kind of want my clothes to reflect that as well, too. Mm-hmm. So if I can wear see something and it's like, ooh, that would look really good. Or, you know, I can see this would look good on somebody. Or if it's classy, like, okay, she could maybe wear this, you know, to a corporate setting. Like, that's just kind of how I am with, with style. Mm-hmm. I try to put my personal style into my clothing as well, too, because... You know, like I said, I want people to wear it and like feel good about themselves in any occasion, like I said, whether it be vacation, date, you know, corporate setting, business casual, like I want you to be able to look your best. Yeah. In HL.
1: Yeah. Well, and the good thing is you can see if it looks good on you. Cause we both talked about our workout <laughs> regimen. So if it looks good <laughs> on you, then it's gonna look good on me. Yes. So um, there's a piece that I really love of yours It's that this green um, like I want to say jumpsuit but it has like the leg Mm -hmm. that's cut out you were sitting like on the side of a a fountain I'm like that right there (laughs) that right there is really cute because I don't often I don't often wear like feminine things Um, I've been I've been accused of being a masculine woman but I'm like it's all in there it's all in there it's who (laughs) who you Yeah. So I got to get one of those pieces. Yes, I, so it's, it's literally. And you guys should check out um, that, that, that picture specifically because it's, it's just gorgeous. Oh, Thank you so much. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I'm curious. We've got um, legal. We've got your teaching experience. We've got corporate. And then we've got this fashion sense. Yes. I'm, I, I could dig into any one of those. But I'm like, where did the creativity come from to start a fashion line out of all of these things?
0: I've honestly, I'm just a creative person. Mm-hmm. I've always been one. Um, I don't know if y'all are into life path numbers. But mine is three, which okay. is the creator. So that little things like that. Um, but I've always done things all my life. And it's so funny because people are like, how do you have time to do everything? I just... I just I wear many hats, and you know, when I feel like God has given me the the gift to be able to do that mm-hmm. and do it well, mm-hmm. and you know, now I'm at the place in my life I'm a full time entrepreneur, so I'm going to make all of them work for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so I, you know, it's just something that I've always I've always been a creative person, and I I come alive when I create, oh and God. I love it. Mm. And I think now that I don't really have the distraction of working for somebody else, I can really hone in on it more. And I'm able to really just be myself Mm -hmm. and allow my creativity to flow however it may. So Mm -hmm. one day I want to do this, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. Another day I want to do this, I'm going to do that too. Why not? You know, I have one life, I'm going to maximize my time while I'm here.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. what's your creative process?
0: That part. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, um, it all starts, obviously, for me with writing it down. I have to get it down on paper. Writing it down, I'll get an idea, you know, it could be when I'm driving, it could be when I'm talking to somebody, um, and then I write it down, okay, this is what I want to do, boom, so how do I execute it? I have to have a, a plan, you know, I figure out what it is I need to do, and then write it down, I continuously write things down, then I pray on it, if it's, you know, it feels right, then I do it, and I just, you know, build up the confidence, do it, whatever it is, and I just put myself out there, and I do it. Mm.
1: Speaking of which... You set D, your D-day, I, I call it D-day, mm-hmm. the day you decided to turn in your two weeks notice. Yes. You set it for um, December 31st, right? And then you also just um, set, you were speaking about the fear. I got so wrapped up into what you were saying um, <laughs> that I was thinking about what was it like for you to actually make that transition? Like what was the day one looking like and then what did day like five look like? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, Trust me, day one. So for me, the process—well, putting in the two weeks, obviously—and maybe the way I did it, I don't know. But I, you know, I'm very respectful, and I did it. And I just said, you know, going like I said, um 2021. I just kind of want to take my life into a different direction, my career, you know. So I want to go ahead and just do this because I know, you know, where everybody's kind of getting ready for the new year. um I was extremely nervous doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> extremely nervous because you know it was on New Year's Eve and. Um, We had a half day, so I did it right before everybody kind of logged out and stuff. I said, oh, by the way, can we talk real quick, you know, (laughs) and so I did it like that, um, but it was received well, you know, everybody was happy for me and um, the day of then it was just like. I don't know, it felt, it was one of the most amazing feelings I've ever had. I think Mm. going to the office, dropping off my laptop, clearing off my desk. Mm. It was bittersweet in a way because I'm not too good with change as a person, Mm. but I knew the change was good and I made the change for myself. So Mm. I knew that I had to just try to trust the journey, trust God in that that moment. Um, And that was the most amazing feeling, being able to kind of walk back. I felt so liberated, I felt free. I felt freedom Mm. and for the first time I felt free. And I think it was a mental thing because I walked out and I was smiling, girl. I was dancing in the parking lot to my car. I felt that. I felt that. It it felt so good. It felt so good. So liberating. And then that evening, I think it started to settle in again. Like, okay, well, dang, I don't have to turn on my laptop in the morning to work for them anymore. Like, okay, let me, let me get a planner. Let me start planning out my days now. And, you know, after a while I enjoyed it, then it's like, whoa, Okay, I really got to make this happen because, you know, now I'm doing it for me. You know what I mean? I'm not mm-hmm. on anybody else's time. I'm on mm-hmm. my time now. So, I had to really kind of take it slow cuz I'm like very anxious sometimes. I'm like, okay, did I really do the right thing? Should I have stayed for that yeah. extra paycheck at the end of the month? Like all those like, my... thoughts started coming back and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to doubt myself. I did what I did. I said what I said. This is it. 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 I was free. This is it. Yeah.
1: So. I love it. Mm-hmm. Did you have a, um, a struggle or was it um, even just a bit uncomfortable answering that question? So what are you going to do when you leave? Did you get another job? Yes. So that actually <laughs> turned out to be one of the funniest
0: parts of it because <laughs> I didn't want, I'm the type of person, I don't like people speaking fear into my plans. You know what I mean? And I'm very, when it comes to me, Plotting out my next move because at the time, while I'm doing all of this, I'm in real estate school. So I'm in real estate school while I'm doing all of this. So it was just very time consuming. It was just a lot going on. And so, what I told them was, I didn't tell them what I was doing. I just said, I'm going to be doing something more aligned with my degree. And I left it at that. Love it. And then it turned into, oh, well, your degree's in in, uh, political science. Are you doing something in law? I'm doing something that's aligned with my degree. That's all you need to know.
1: Really? You shut it down. I
0: shut it down. I just said that's that's what I'm doing. Something aligned with my degree.
1: That's nice.
0: I I'm doing this for me. I don't I need it. your your energy. I don't need whatever you have to say. I'm good over here. That's beautiful. You know what I mean? You can have your thoughts on what I'm doing. Something aligned with my degree. That's it.
1: I love it. I left it. at that. Ooh, that's strong. <laughs> that is very strong. I love it. I can't I can't. I'ma leave that alone. Coming from a people pleaser, I was like... And see,
0: that was hard for me mm. because I asked. I had to get advice on how to handle that when I left okay. before I left because I am a people pleaser. Mm. And that's something that I... Well, recovering. Right. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm an Ashley pleaser now. but mm. um. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> but in those moments, that was hard for me because I'm not a mean person. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I feel people are genuine until they show me they're not. So. You know you could be curious and you know I don't want to be seen or leave a bad impression of you but at the same time I'm protecting my next stage and I have to protect this yeah because I'm building it yeah. it's not fully here yet yeah. I'm still in the middle of real estate school yeah I need to protect what I'm doing I'm not gonna let you know what I'm doing I'm gonna protect this and let you know I'm doing something in line with my degree
1: I love it <laughs> I love it I couldn't have done it any better than that mm-hmm. so um, you it, I'm glad you brought back the real estate though I was already going to come back here cuz I'm <laughs> so curious we we got the blue boutique and I understand it's a vision it's it's really cool that you're able to even tap into that that left side of your brain right mm-hmm. um and then I'm thinking okay real estate you mentioned how important like seeing your dad yeah. you know do his thing yeah. so I was wondering if we could go back there and like mm-hmm. what was it like growing up with a dad who's a realtor oh it was
0: awesome he he actually he was a realtor um, before I was born. He, uh, I was born in LA, so he was kind of dominating the LA um, industry back in the '90s, '80s, and '90s. Um, but when I was younger, he was an investor. So being able to kind of witness him with multiple properties and you know different tenants and stuff like that, it was pretty cool. And he, you could ask him to this day, he'll tell you that I, oh, I always had Ashley on my lap with me. She was always in the car with me, going to houses and. You know, growing up, and, and then we moved here to Atlanta, and still seeing him do the same thing. Um, we would always go to open houses and stuff, so I was always fascinated with just, you know, houses and the luxury of it and driving through neighborhoods, and I don't know if you remember those little free information boxes, mm-hmm. in front. I was picking up all of them, girl, <laughs> <laughs> every neighborhood. Actually, <laughs> go get that one real quick, and I would run and get it, and so yes. it's just something that I've always done, seeing and, you know, seeing his passion with it, and, you yeah. know, when it got to the place where it's just like, okay, what, what do I want to do? I know I need to leave this job, but what is it that I want to do? Do I want to get another corporate job, or do I want to give something else a shot? And at that time, I said, you know what? I, I thought about it. It's something I've always wanted to do. And I said, let me, let me talk to my parents about it. And when I said it, and he's like, that's it. Go for it. Mm. And I did it right away i was like you know what i'm gonna do this Mm. i'm gonna do it and you enrolled i I went straight into i enrolled i did it um i enrolled in december of 2020. okay and um yeah. so it was you know balancing that and and the job it just got to become too much it was a lot it was a lot of work that i was doing it was nine to five and six to ten class every night and it was just a lot, but I knew that I had to grind. I had to
1: push it out. I knew it was temporary, you know, so. So everything is so beautiful. I'm really, really enjoying it, but it's just something that just hit me is, you know, when I'm remembering the nine to five, six to 10, sometimes six to five, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Back to nine, (laughs) Uh, it's stressful. Very stressful. And I learned about stress a different way. Um, How did you learn, like, how did you handle stress during like the toughest times? Yeah, it
0: was rough. Um honestly, because I, I knew that I was taking the leap and I thank God for my family, you know, my mom at the time I was living on my own. Mm-hmm. I had my own apartment downtown. And my mom was like, you know, you're getting ready to I know what you're setting up. Come home. Mm-hmm. You know, have you have a foundation here. I wanna help you come home. So mm-hmm. thankfully I was home. Mm-hmm. So I had that support of my family there. But for me personally, really just I have a whiteboard in my room, and I have quotes on there. And I literally would just kind of look at them every single day. And one of my favorite quotes says, "My life and my legacy depend on my consistency." And every morning I would wake up and I would read that, and I'm like, "Okay, oh, I'm tired, Lord. Today is going to be a rough day, but my life and my legacy come." uh, depends on my consistency and that's something that I would repeat to myself every single day when I got frustrated when I got tired I had to push through it. I knew it was temporary. I knew the class was temporary I knew the job was temporary. I already had an end date for the class I already had an end date for the job, you know push through it, actually. Push through. push through it actually and so that's how I did it
1: <sighs> I'm going through a lot as, as, as we speak <laughs> and uh, that was just a reminder push through it push through especially it. since you have the end date end you it, this isn't like this is not going to last forever mm-hmm. and so it's like that even gives you more um, hope and yeah. and reassurance mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. we are capable of pushing through okay. very our ancestors have so pushed listen. through worse come on okay listen. and so when you say like i got that end date i know exactly how long i need to be consistent yeah. okay maybe i need to do a 9 to 5 or 6 to 10 yeah. We can do this. Absolutely. That's very mm-hmm. real. Yep. yep. I love that. Yeah. Man. Okay. So, dad was like, This is it. Yeah. He's You're like, You like, like, got
0: my blessing. And, you know, whatever you need, like, let's do it. And, yeah. you know, and so now that I'm in it, he's like, Oh, I got to get back into it now. So, it's just
1: <laughs> a beautiful,
0: full circle moment because. That was always his first love, and he's in corporate. And I'm like, Daddy, well, you know, I'm doing it now. Come on over here, like, let's do it together. That would be so. And so I'm bringing it back to his passion, and him me doing it. He's reliving his his passion through me. It's just a beautiful moment. It's beautiful alignment. Daddy daughter real estate firm. I know, right? Look. Listen, y'all. I'm always up to something, so <laughs> I'm
1: already excited. Always up to something, but yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I am like overwhelmed by excitement. Oh. Like this is gonna be amazing. Daddy daughter, literally. I- I'm putting it out there. Not that you guys, if you guys don't do anything with it, then we won't see it. Yes. But I'm putting it out there. So I receive it. let that be. I receive yes. It. Okay. So we are in a really great space right now um i would say corporate has we've unloaded the yes. burden of corporate mm-hmm. um we have taken on two beautiful things two beautiful brainchilds mm-hmm. and now you have more time, with more time with family so i would say like from my perspective you're living what is what i would say is work and play it's mm-hmm. not a balance it's like all in, all wrapped up in one life. Yeah. How would, would you say that's how it's going? Yeah,
0: it really is. It's beautiful. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm human. So I have days where I'm like, oh, goodness, like I'm tired today or I'm overwhelmed. You know, I, I'll push myself so much sometimes and I just get burnt out. And like, I need like literally a few days off because I'm just like going so hard all the time. But, you know, as I, I grow through it and, and I'm learning, um, you know, I feel like it's always, I'm always going to be learning. And as an entrepreneur, it's 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 every single day is not the same. And mm-hmm. you know, having to learn how to navigate through it and my emotions at the same time and still having time for self-care. It's a lot, but you know, at the end of the day I can't complain because I'm living my life on my terms, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm doing what it is I need to do to make sure that I'm happy when I wake up every morning. Yeah. And you know, so yeah, I'm I'm learning the balance thing though, cuz sometimes like I said I'll go so hard and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so burnt out today." Mm-hmm. Like Oh, let me just rest a little bit longer or whatever. But for the most part, yes, I would say it's all wrapped in
1: one. I love it. (laughs) You know, your story, I can tell you're going to be successful. And I know that because like this conversation. So coaching people through their transition into entrepreneurship. These are the questions that you have to ask yourself. And to hear you you went through your own process of evaluating your situation, mm-hmm. setting yourself up for financial success as much as you could, right? Yeah. Creating a revenue stream, even if it didn't support you 100%, yeah. and then having a, a strategy of how you were going to develop another revenue yeah. stream. These are the building blocks to make it successful. Mm-hmm. Would you say... um, in your experience because i'm hearing you i know i don't feel like entrepreneurship is for you mm. would you say based on your story and other people's story would you say entrepreneurship is not for everyone or would you say people can anyone could can, can succeed if they put those pieces together
0: um i would say it's not for everyone because a lot of people and it's okay that it's not for everyone Um, you have to have a lot of courage to really step out and trust yourself. However, I would hope that everyone gets to the point and place in their life where they give their dreams a shot.
1: Mm -hmm. You know what
0: I mean? Mm -hmm. Give your dream a shot. And and that's my biggest thing, too. I don't want to be 80 years old looking back and saying, damn, I should have done this, or I should have, you know, I could have done this, or why didn't I do this? But at the same time, it's not for everyone, you know. People may find enjoyment in climbing up the corporate ladder. That's okay too, Right. at one point that's what I wanted to do right. too. Mm-hmm. But I got <clears> to the <throat> point where I knew that that wasn't for me and that's okay too. So it's not for everyone, but you know, for those that it's not for, that's okay as long as they're happy with what they're doing every single day, that's fine.
1: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, you said you said it really well. give yourself a shot.
0: Yeah, give yourself a shot. You never know what could happen. Yeah. you never know what could happen if you literally just trust yourself. Mm-hmm. And like I said, for me, in my mind, what when the light bulb went off for me when I when I was working in corporate, seeing my CEO every morning coming in and happy and you know it was he was just so happy, but that's his dream. His dream was fulfilled. you know, me sitting at my desk was a part of his dream. And he's fine. He could kick up with his legs in the office and chill because he knows that everything is handled. He's gotten to the place where he wanted to get to in his business. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but what about my business? Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if he gave his dream a shot, why not give mine a shot?
1: Yeah. So. Mm, I love it <laughs> when um, <sighs> I'm thinking of the person who's looking at your story, and they're like, "Dang, she did it." and then the when we say like you know entrepreneurship is not cut out for everyone then people will go yeah see like i should be staying in corporate Mm. um but i I always i venture to say like i think everyone should take a step of courage and 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 see if it is for you because more people should try
0: yeah i agree and i think just with The way the world is moving now with technology, it's a lot easier, I would say, probably now than it was before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, use social media as a tool. You know, that's what I do. You know, you use social media. You can connect with people. There's different ways now to get yourself in front of people and use those tools. And I think that people that do take the courage, they, they have the courage to do it. They utilize social media. They utilize their networks correctly. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. I think they'll be fine.
1: I think they'll be fine too. So when we think out, I, I, I typically ask a uh, ceremonial question, which you can totally answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also curious about your future sure. um, and like what you envision for like life. Yeah. Um, not, not particularly with business, mm-hmm. but like how do you envision your life in the future yeah. at any point in the future? Um,
0: definitely a life of freedom a Life of financial freedom and just freedom um, to be able to just do what I want to do. You know, I love traveling. Oh my goodness, if I could travel 10, 12, 20 times a year, I would just to go and explore. I'm an explorer, I love just yeah. like seeing things and trying. Different foods and learn yeah. different cultures, and yeah. you know, connecting with different people in different countries. I love it's so beautiful to be able to connect with people. Yes, and so I would love that just to be able to travel. You know, my husband, my kids. You know, I'm so excited for those chapters in my future. Yeah. and being able to give back and invest. I want to invest. You know, I see myself investing in my community. I see myself, you know, giving back to my community. You know, helping the kids in my community. Those are the type of things that I want
1: to do. Beautiful. And, you know, you just gave me an alley-oop because that <laughs> literally goes to the my last question. When I think about, um, in the spirit of Sankofa, like reaching back um, as we move forward, I am so curious about, like, when you get a chance to give back and when you get a chance to invest. And you might not always be directly with the client who right. is, like, receiving the dollars or the, the um, you know, whatever you're offering. But like when you think about the people that you want to truly help from a community aspect of it, what would you say um, to that person um, or people Mm -hmm. to, you know, start believing in themselves or whatever they need to do to get to a level of success that you say that you know you've reached?
0: Um, I would say in my experience, what got me to this place, like I said, was looking at my life in the future, so it's just like, did I do everything that I wanted to do, you know? Will I be happy with my decision 20 years from now if I stay here or if I leave? You know, I, like I said, being a creator, that's that's my childlike self. And so I always tell people to go back to your childlike self. What is it that makes you happy? You know, like do that. Would you want to do that for the rest of your life? You were happy about it when you were a child. Mm -hmm. What dreams did you have when you were younger? Mm -hmm. Do that now, give yourself back. and do that for yourself. And so I always tell people that, um, and like I said, you wanna be happy with what you do when you wake up every single morning. So find out whatever that is, whatever it is, if it's, you know, whatever industry it could be in. Mm -hmm. Learn the skills that you need to learn now in your job and use that and mesh it with your dreams. Mesh it together and see what you could do. Yes. Learn what you need to learn now in the corporate setting and use those same exact skills. Because what you're doing there is not by mistake. You're in that particular situation in that particular position for a reason. Use that and catapult your business with those skills.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself. 100 (laughs) percent. I'm
0: telling you it works. I'm telling you it does.
1: I love it. I love it. Have you ever thought about coaching? No, I haven't. Well, even if not coaching, you have this motivational like presence about you. So even if like you like took a day off from mm-hmm. like real estate and your boutique to go motivationally speak somebody Girl, into into. Me, <laughs> you know, I'm write it down. <laughs> no, write it down. I'm all into it. Like I just even if it's not a whole structure of your business, I definitely can see um, speaking events Aww. in your future because you 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 tailor so much of like you know sometimes what I fail to find the words. Mm to help my clients. You tailor it so well Aww. into this conversation. So yeah, girl, get, get yourself on somebody's stage, okay? Yes, ma'am, we're gonna be, we're okay. make it happen. We're yes, that. yes. <laughs> so uh, one, thank you for thank you. joining me on the couch. Thank I've appreciated you. hearing your story. Absolutely. And I know there is someone who is touched by your story and is also motivated by your story. So if there's someone listening or watching and they want to get connected with you or they want to work with you yeah. or they want to like buy, you know, shop from exactly. you, what, how can they get connected?
0: Yes. So my personal Instagram is officially underscore A-Shell. So that is O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-L-Y underscore A-Shell, A-Y-S-C-H-E-L. Um, my boutique Instagram is A-Shell Boutique. So that is A-Shell again, A-Y-S-C-H-E-L Boutique. And then my website is A-Shell
1: Cannot make it that any simpler, okay? <laughs> well, it's all gonna be in the description below, um, and then everything will be um, linked to wherever you find this audio or video. Um, but again, thank you so much for joining me. Of course, thank you for having me. Absolutely, <laughs> it's, this has been this has been a treat. This
0: has been a treat for me too. <laughs> Look, okay. Well, I'm glad to <laughs> re- yes! re-
1: reciprocity. Of course,
0: absolutely.
1: Do you have any like final words for the folks before we get up out of here? Um,
0: you know. I would just say, again, follow follow your heart, follow your dreams. Give yourself a shot, you know, give yourself a shot. Um, believe in yourself, you know, believe in yourself. And like I always tell myself, your life... And your legacy depend on your consistency. And when you're 80 years old, and you're sitting, you know, in, in your wheelchair, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and you're thinking back on your life, did you do exactly what it is you needed to do to make yourself happy, made yourself, your your childlike self happy, all of that? So think of those things, and I promise you, you'll 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 know what to do.
1: There you have it. Well, until next time, thank y'all so much for watching this episode of the Work and Play podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, peace out.